Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour live on this warm Tuesday morning. I hope it finds you well. I hope you're all having a wonderful, wonderful day here in the Valley of the Sun. Will somebody please turn it off? Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. That is what we do, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. We Not only do we sell it, we buy it as well. So if you're looking at, you know, you need to sell some gold, you need to sell some, some silver, call us. We take care of it. You want to trade. You want to trade some gold for some silver or silver, some gold? We do that as well. You want to roll it over into an IRA? We can help you there. If the gold company you used went out of business, you know, we've been here for over 20 years. We can help you. Call us, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. We got it all up there, all the news, all the articles, all the videos, the podcast, you name it at allamericangold.com. You can also order online. You know, some people, and I get it, you know, the world's changing, and some people no longer like to actually speak. We can help you do that as well. You just go out to All American Gold, hit the shopping cart. We can take care of business. We got a lot of ground to cover today. Really interesting day. The Dow's up almost 200 points. Uh, Caterpillar and 3M came out with better-than-expected earnings. McDonald's and Whirlpool, uh, not so much, but uh, let's focus on the positives uh, with, with 3M and Cat. Then Goldman Sachs came out, and, and I, again, maybe, I, I don't know, I've been telling everybody this for a long, long time. Goldman Sachs just gave an update on the forecast for the budget deficit, uh, and and you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, It it was apparently the guy that does this, he had been on a sabbatical for a couple of years, and and he just got back, and, and it took him a while. He couldn't find his calculator. He lost his stapler. I don't know what happened, but apparently he found it all. Uh, really probably the biggest news of the day, but they want to make sure you don't get to it, right? Hey, the Dow's up. Don't worry about it. It's fine. No, no, it's, you know, it, it don't worry. Everything's going to work out wonderful. Uh, but that's why you tune in right here. By the way, Alice Cooper, Cooperstown, the restaurant downtown here in, in Arizona, it was uh, Alice Cooper was a partner in it, and they – they had uh, the, I guess, the rock and roll theme closing after 18 years uh, located downtown. is kind of one of those places. If you've ever come in to watch the Diamondbacks play, that's kind of one of the, the places you'd go to to eat uh, before the game. They, they were famous for the big unit hot dog. The thing was like two feet long. It was it was pretty funny, but uh, they're not funny. They're out of business. The Tejas. By the way, that's one of my wife's favorite places to eat. You know what? All of our favorite places are closing. I love Mikhail's. It closed, the one near our house. 
uh, Z Tejas. I think they're closing over half of their stores in Arizona. Uh, I didn't I didn't like that place, but my wife, she loved that place. Uh, they're closing stores. Macaroni Grill filed for bankruptcy. Uh, it's really interesting what's happening out there. So the bar and restaurant uh, job mania, have we have we hit the max on that? It's starting to look that way. We're also going to update you on the commercial real estate market. And then more announcements from General Motors on cars. Apparently, none of you are buying cars. So do yourself a favor. Go out and buy a car. Also, by the way, Chevrolet shut down the uh, its Corvette production. They did not give a reason. So I don't know if, if maybe no one's buying Corvettes either. Uh, but they haven't said, uh, I'll try to keep my eye on it and see what pops up. We got that and a whole bunch more about what is going on in the world today. How are you going to be best positioned? And more fake news. Uh, UBS creating the hashtag fake economics is now what they are calling some of the news reports coming out of the United States. Hashtag Fake economics by UBS uh, having to do with the survey. Uh, that's where you get like your your PMI, you know the uh, producer. I'm sorry, not the P, yeah producer price. And again, I'm, I'll get it right. I promise. So you get your manufacturing survey data. You get a lot of the uh, the PMI survey data in, in the you know they they have it like in the New York and the Philadelphia and Chicago. All of these indexes where allegedly they're calling these companies and saying, "Hey, how are things going?" UBS today came out and said what they're telling you on the survey is not the actual reality of the company. Hashtag fake economics. So we've got a lot of ground to cover, but like I said, uh, the news of the day, I know they're going to want to brag about new all-time highs on the stock market, and that's great. Listen, I love it. I love all-time highs. The problem with all-time highs is you need to have the actual fundamentals to back it up. Otherwise, you just have what? A bubble. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 I guess it really all just depends on what you want to pay attention to. Do you want to pay attention to manufactured earnings? You can. Because those work. They do. They work for a while. And, you know, all of these companies stopped using the GAAP accounting. Remember, they created GAAP accounting, generally accepted accounting principles. By the way, for those of you that don't know what that means, after the stock market collapse uh, during the the tech bubble, and they said, hey, you know what? we got to clean these earnings reports up, right? You're, you're being... You, too much leeway, you're misleading everybody. And they kind of made everybody uh, conform when they reported their earnings that they needed to report under generally accepted accounting principles. 
Well, when the stock market started to do poorly, everybody went away from it again, and now we really are right back to where we're not really sure. We think Caterpillar earnings were good. We think 3Ms were good, but we're not quite sure. I will say that they are they're better, but you know, 3M and Caterpillar are nowhere near where they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So it's kind of hard to to buy into the all-time high thing when you're like, well, again, you know, their earnings are better now that they, you know, because like Caterpillar's closed a lot of factories. I mean, that, you know, kind of helps. And, and the oil market's recovered a little bit, so that does help. I mean, it's better. I think it is, but I'm not sure. But here's what I am sure about. And I've been on this for a long time. The trajectory of how much debt we are really piling on. The government, just like business, and probably, not probably, more so, misleads you. They mislead because they don't want to tell us the truth. You know, and it's kind of like an alcoholic or a drug addict, you know what they say, right? The, the, The first thing you have to do is admit that you have a problem. And, and they keep trying to pretend that we don't. So I, I, was, I, I was shocked this morning, and I'm just going to read it to you. It was on CNBC, unfortunately, and this is how the media works, to keep you in the dark. There was a big interview this morning, and the Goldman Sachs was talking about They've got new numbers regarding the budget deficits. Okay, so this this just in. They, they just, like I said, they just got around to it. They've been busy. You know, they got a lot of stuff going on, and so, so they've been very, very busy. And when I played the clip, all they talked about was the tax cuts 10 years from today. It didn't even focus in on what was actually uh, the, the, the majority of the interview. They put out a clip that was about two minutes long, two minutes and 28 seconds exactly. None of it talking about the actual data that Goldman Sachs did. Because if, they, if, they, if you heard it, you may actually start to say, wait a minute, we've got a problem. Do we really? All of this stuff, and, and it's not make-believe, right? I mean, the, the stock market, that's real. Right? Housing prices, that's real. You know, commercial real estate, despite every everybody going out of business, that's real. At least for right now. The problem is, how did it get there? And, and it's all been fueled by the same thing, which is debt. Right? And there's two... There's two kinds of growth. There's real growth, and then there's growth by deficits. And we've been in this growth by deficit kick for the really since the millennial rolled over. I mean, really, uh, probably about 001, the debt was still $5 trillion. But let's get to what they said. Expected tax cuts, okay, so the, the Trump tax cuts, along with increased spending for hurricane victims and a higher debt ceiling 
will push the U.S. budget deficit even higher than expected. The deficit will break over a trillion dollars a year by 2020, a good deal ahead of current government projections, according to Goldman Sachs. Now, I've been telling you this is what's going to happen. And let me put this in perspective, what he's talking about. They're talking about the good number. Okay, so so they're referring to the $666 billion deficit that we ran for fiscal year 2017 will be over a trillion dollars by 2020. Okay, so that's 2018, 2019, 2020, though, in the next three years. And quite honestly, I've got a feeling that, and I can't prove it, but I think Goldman Sachs' numbers, because they talk about this hurricane stuff. Are we going to hit a trillion dollars in 2018? I think we may. Goldman went on to say, we have increased our budget deficit forecast over what the next, over the next few years to reflect the effects of disaster spending, tax cuts, spending caps, and say the deficit, here's, well, here's their numbers, but I'm going to give them what they're saying, but I've got a feeling there's, these are their best, like best case scenario numbers. Next year, $750 billion. Okay, so 666 to 750, so just just under a hundred billion dollars. 2019. Now I don't know if they expect some big. Dis- <laughs> Does, I I don't know if Goldman maybe Goldman Sachs knows the weather system better than everybody else, and they can see into the future. Nine hundred billion. In 2019, you know, and you start doing math, you're like, wait a minute, that's that's 150 billion on top of what they're saying this year is going to be, and 1.025 trillion by 2020. They raise their numbers by 50 billion and 75 billion in each of the subsequent years. And, and like I said, it's going to get much bigger than that. Figures released from the Treasury Department, when we talked about the 666 number, they said the office, this is the CBO, expects the deficit, and I don't mean to laugh, they've, been, they've done this now for like four years in a row. They expect the deficit to fall to $563 billion this year which there's no chance of that ever happening. Then go to 689 and then to 775. And the reason why I point that out is even the CBO knows. 2017 was bad. 2018, the liability spending, and I'm talking about Medicare and Social Security, right, it gets bigger. But from 2019 on, it takes another leg up. And I, and I guess maybe it's just because of, 
of the culmination of how many people are getting on the rolls of Social Security, and it starts to pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up with no end in sight. Remember what I told you, in the next 10 years, we will run budget deficits that exceed $2 trillion. Goldman Sachs is telling you the good number, which I call the fake number, is going to be over a trillion dollars in 2020. I've got a feeling it might be over 20 uh, or over a trillion before that. But I it, let's just use what they've got. Then you factor in the rest of the debt, and you're probably staring at a number between 1.5 and 1.75 trillion. And that's assuming nothing bad happens. I mean, like I said, I don't know if if Goldman's got a weather machine and they know what the weather is going to be in the subsequent years. But currently, the government, oh, by the way, the 2017 debt represented 3.5% of gross domestic product. Remember the number. Now, I know it's hard because they, they don't say it anymore. And, and it's like if they don't say it, Right then, it must not be happening. But all of my adult life, as these deficits were starting to rise, and they were talking about you know balanced budgets and you know getting budget surpluses and and all of those things and shrinking government, none of the stuff that they talk about now. They said the debt was okay if it was under three percent of GDP. Now Goldman Sachs says, hey, this year it was three and a half. Every single year in the foreseeable future, the debt as a percentage of GDP is going to rise significantly. I mean, by 2020, they're forecasting a number north of 5%. And so when you look at all of this, at what cost are we getting this record high stock price? And, you know, you think about all of the record high. Why isn't the economy better for everybody else? And when are they going to, you know what, maybe maybe it's not a good thing having the Dow this high. Because really when you think about what corporations are supposed to do, Right? The CEOs are supposed to what? They're supposed to make as much money as possible. Right? That's the goal. Well, you, how do you make as much money as possible? Well, the answer is really simple. You try to control your biggest cost. And for most companies, their biggest cost is what? Labor. So what is what do companies do? Well, they move to places that pay less. Like Mexico pays two fifty, or they what? They figure out a way to automate out, right? You think about like data entry clerks, and most companies are gone. You got the robots at at, at the manufacturing companies to, to to replace human beings from working, and all of those things. And then we 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 create. We created this thing where it's allowed these businesses to leave, create 
shell companies to be incorporated in other countries. We've allowed them to, you know, really through the stock market, allowed them to pay to build factories in other places. And now we've got a deficit that's getting ready to explode again. By the way, the CBO is now projecting, they're getting closer to, to where I'm at, that the debt will be $1.46 trillion a year in 2027. Now, I've got to ask you, where do you think interest rates are going to be? You know, if, we got, if we're, we're going a couple of trillion dollars a year into debt, do you think it's a good idea to raise rates? I'm just saying. You know, if there's really no inflation like they said, then then I guess it, it would be, wouldn't it be dumb for us to pay more interest than we need to? You know, we've got a deficit now of almost $21 trillion. Now, according to Goldman Sachs, that number is going to rise and rise quickly. But don't worry, the Dow's at an all-time high. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than seventy years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. The United Nations officially began on October 24, 1945, and the globalists would like us to celebrate that anniversary. I think we should celebrate it by teaching the younger generation all the things that are wrong and dangerous about the U.N., The U.N. was supposed to be an agency that kept world peace. But since the U.N. was started, the world has fought nearly 150 wars, causing over 100 million casualties, 25 in Asia, 13 in Eastern Europe, 23 in the Middle East, 25 in Latin America, and 50 in Africa. The U.N. spends $20 billion annually and has never been independently audited. The chief danger from the United Nations today is that it keeps trying to impose treaties on the United States, every one of which is an invasion of our sovereignty. For example, the UN Treaty on Women tries to regulate our laws, customs, personal relationships, family education, textbooks, and wages. All this and more would be under the supervision of a committee of 23 so-called experts to monitor our compliance. This U.N. treaty would require us to follow U.N. dictates about all forms of education, revision of textbooks, and teaching methods. The U.N. treaty on the law of the sea is really global socialism and world government. It would invade our sovereignty by locking us into a global organization dominated by third-world dictators who hate and envy America. And the U.S. would have only one vote out of 180 votes, the same vote as Castro. Ronald Reagan understood how un-American and foolish is the Law of the Sea Treaty. One of his first acts as president was to refuse to sign it. I suggest we all stand with Ronald Reagan and urge our senators to vote no any time the Law of the Sea Treaty comes up in the U.S. Senate. 
2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional, conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. Archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. I know. It's really hard because they try to hide it as best they can. I want you to just just for a minute really think about what it is I'm I'm going to tell you right now. And and then start getting, you know, prepared for what it is that's going to happen. It's all I'm asking. From a practical standpoint, and I love being practical, right? You know, usually that's the best way to operate. Goldman Sachs says the increased deficits. So just if you're just tuning in, Goldman Sachs announced today, hey, by the way, we've upped all of the budget deficit numbers. Uh, Things are getting worse, not better. The increased deficits are going to require the Treasury to issue more debt. Okay. By the way, they're, they're now saying that the uh, government's going to have to raise the debt ceiling again in March. So they're supposed to do it in December. Goldman Sachs says they'll probably do the, the whole emergency thing again. But by March of 2018, the number is going to have to go higher once again. They said the problem is that the Treasury is going to issue more debt and significantly more debt, hundreds of billions of dollars of more debt. At the same time, the main buyer of government bonds has been the Federal Reserve, which has begun to step back its role as a player in the Treasury markets, right? Goldman saying, hey, wait a minute. We got a little problem right now because the, the Treasury market is supported by the central bank. No, they're not adding to their holdings, but they've been rolling over and rolling over and rolling over hundreds of billions to the tune of somewhere around, and I'm going to ballpark it, they own about $2.5 trillion worth of Treasury notes, our central bank does. Not to mention, with the Japanese central bank, the Chinese central bank, you, you get the picture. And now Goldman says, hey, they're going to have to issue hundreds of billions of more dollars of debt, which means more bond issuance, and every single year, hundreds of billions of more. And one of the main buyers is allegedly stepping back from the market. The Fed started this process this month, most of which is made up of bonds it bought during the the stimulus efforts. Goldman projects that the Fed operation 
would require the public to absorb an additional $175 billion in 2018, then jumping to $286 billion the next year, and then jump, you, you get the picture. And so when you really start thinking, how do you really think this is going to work? I mean, what I just read, the Goldman Sachs is kind of saying, hey, wait a minute. That doesn't really make any sense. Because nobody out there in the right mind says, hey, let me give you $300 billion and you give me 2% over 10 years. Right? That's not real sound financial planning. But then I actually, and I and, and I got to give credit here, uh, and one again, here's another, if you're looking for great sites, Wolf Street. Wolf Richter does a great job. He's one of my favorites. He actually looked in to where the, the Federal Reserve was in their bond holding. So you know they made the announcement on September 20th, the big announcement. Now remember, gold was getting ready, what was what, 1360, getting ready to go to 1400, and they used this announcement as a one of the fake reasons to sell it, right? And then they pretended some guys were going to become the new Fed chair that really had no chance of doing so, all in a, a coordinated effort. Really, and really what it did is just been a better buying opportunity because you got to get ready. So on September 20th, they said, hey, starting in October, we're going to sell $10 billion, right? Not a big amount, but $10 billion. So Richter checked on October the 4th, because that was a Monday, the balance sheet, and he took it right off the Federal Reserve's own released balance sheet, so you can do this on your own if you'd like, stood at $4,460,000,000,000. That's how much debt the Federal Reserve created out of thin air and pretended to buy. On October the 11th, right, so you see where we're going a week later, they pretty much had the same number, four trillion, four hundred fifty-nine billion. So it was off, you know, down a billion. On October the 18th, something really funny happened. The number actually went up to four billion, four hundred and seventy billion. So not only did the Federal Reserve not sell an additional ten billion dollars worth of debt. They actually added $10 billion worth of debt. Now, my guess is, this is me guessing, I'm speculating, that they'll come out next week with a number that's $10 billion less, and we'll be right back at the 4.46, and they'll say, see, we did it. <laughs> right, because, hey, well, who cares if we juiced it by 10 to say we sold 10? Uh, but, but anyway, I just wanted to point that out and, and think about what Goldman Sachs said in their note today hey this isn't going to work we can't continue to raise rates and and then pay all the interest on the now 
Goldman's projections, I want to be clear, Goldman's projections do not include four more rate hikes. Because if it did, just to give you perspective of what that would cost, right? we'd be looking at another $250 billion a year. And furthermore, they go on to say, at a time when they're going to be issuing hundreds of billions of dollars of more debt, the biggest buyer of the debt says that they're going to be selling. Hmm. Which actually would make rates go even higher. See where I'm getting to? Right? Yes. What they're saying and what is actually happening aren't anywhere close to reality. We got a big problem. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. You know, one of the things that scares me the most is the government said the budget deficit was going to go down in 2015. They said it was going to go down in 2016. They said it was going to go down in 2017. They say it's going to go down in 2018, even though I've already it's going to hit a new, you know, non-war all-time high. But they don't say it's going to go down in 2019. That should scare the you-know-what out of you. Because their projections have been running about 200 to $250 billion a year wrong. Right. In other words, they've been forecasting a number about two two hundred to two hundred and fifty billion lower than the actual reported number, which still isn't really the real number. But twenty nineteen, they don't even say it's going to be lower. They actually say it's going to be much higher. But then I'm like, okay, but the same rule of thumb still applies. You add two fifty two hundred and fifty billion dollars onto that. You get over a trillion dollars in 2019. We're already in 2018. And it only gets worse from there. And it's one of those things, you know what, they they just seemingly don't want to talk about it anymore. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what if we didn't add $250 billion to the debt? Because really, when you think about it, and, and, and let's call it, let's be fair. We've probably been adding 100 to $150 billion a year for the last three or four years. And they've been projecting, you know, 200 $250 billion below that number. But if you took that away, just the increase, where would we be? Would we be in a recession? Would we still be in the depression? And if the government has to spend hundreds of billions of dollars more every single year, does that really mean what I've been saying all along, which is none of it's been fixed? This is a fundamental, this is just, it's the largest debt bubble the world's ever seen. It's really that simple. 
the bond markets the bubble just think about what I said our debt's almost 21 trillion yeah and I'm laughing because and they somehow think that you know hey two percent interest is good right that's ridiculous we know it's ridiculous today Goldman Sachs kind of pointed out hey it's kind of ridiculous right what they're saying speaking of ridiculous and I only bring this up this school that I'm going to talk about here, they, they've they been recruiting my son uh, to play some football, okay? And it was a school in Illinois, and I won't name names, but a professor there believes that algebra and geometry perpetuate white privilege. Because Greek terms give Caucasians unearned credit for the subject. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Right now we got, even now, algebra and geometry are now racist. On many levels, mathematics itself operates on whiteness, according to this professor who gets credit for doing and developing mathematics, who is capable in mathematics, and who is seen as part of the mathematical community in general is viewed as white. Remember what we talked about yesterday, this divide, right? Now, I don't know how to even respond. I only bring it up, like I said, because this, this professor there, you know, this place is recruiting my son to play football, and she's coming out and saying that math is now for is is white. I did not know that subjects in school had a color, but apparently today they do. So I don't know. I don't know what you do, but I will tell you right now. Here's the good part. You don't need algebra or geometry to understand what it is that I talk about. So I am declaring my show a neutral color. We're beige. <laughs> it's not black or white. Now, I don't know if, the, if they come and say that, that addition and subtraction are also white, then, then I guess we're out of luck, but... I just saw that, and I just had to, to to bring it up because this is added on to the pile of all the things that are really happening today. And really think about what's coming in the next three to five years. This thing's getting out of control, and they're acting like it's not happening, and that's really the the sweet spot of of the bubble isn't it when everybody's out there and they they give you all these oh it's fine because you know interest rates are so low goldman sachs came out today and said man if they go higher we're in big 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 trouble and i'm wondering when that's going to happen and why it is that the Federal Reserve would even be thinking about reducing their holdings. Wouldn't you think they'd be thinking about increasing their holdings? <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know who's going to buy it all. 
Are you? You want to lend somebody your money for 2% for 10 years? Well, think about it, though. No guarantee you're even going to get that. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Gold's down 3 bucks, 12.75. Silver's down 10 cents, uh, 16.96. Our toll-free number, 800 951 U.S. Silver Eagles, they're 405 a roll. Uh, just take the, put them away. I mean, we're, we're really setting up very, very nicely because I'm going to tell you what. They can tell in, in themselves whatever they want. They can believe all the fake economic data they can spew out. Today, the U.S. economy seems to have made a strong start to the final quarter of 2017. Even though car sales are down, home sales are down, right? Everything's down, but strong start. There is positive development in terms of staff hiring and business optimism during October, it said. Service providers noted that manufacturers cited an element of catch-up to production in schedules and orders following the hurricane disruption. Right? They've been saying that, and then really no real evidence of that, by the way. And then they said the national supply chain pressures, there's pressures on the supply chain. Again, no actual evidence of that. But this was all in the, the surveys today. Remains the most widespread since those recorded after heavy snowfall in early 2014. And I don't mean to laugh, but okay. So some weather-induced stuff. UBS, immediately following the release, released the hashtag fake economics is due today. Investors should ask themselves, when did I last voluntarily fill out a survey before placing any faith in the actual survey data that's being presented as news today. I'm like, that's what I've been saying now for how many years? Right? All of the survey data seemingly is wonderful, but then when the actual data comes out, it's really not very good at all. And again, this can last for a while. But when you start really thinking about what's going to happen next year, the year after, the year after that, and then you start listening to what the Federal Reserve says their economic policy is going to be. It's not my policy. I'm just telling you what they're saying. They're saying, hey, we're going to start reducing the balance sheet, and, and everything's going to be wonderful, and nothing bad's going to happen. And remember, I told you that this has been tried before. Every single central bank that's ever tried to reduce its balance sheet has caused recession. And today, Goldman Sachs came out and said, oh, crap, that bald-headed fat guy is going to be right again. 
The deficits are blowing up. The Federal Reserve's clueless, and they're going to try to reduce their balance sheet during it. It's not going to end well. 800-951-0592. U.S. Silver Eagles at 405. We still got some of those $10 liberties from yesterday as well at 660. Call us. Everyone have a great Tuesday.